With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Asked and Answered. Questions. With Tom Opferman and Steelers Digest editor Bob Labriola. Labs, are you as excited as I am to find out the actual dates of when the Steelers will be playing opponents that we've known about since pretty much the season ended last year? <laughs> um, you know, once again, kudos to Roger Goodell and the NFL for creating, um, you know, a media event out of a nothing announcement really as you just mentioned all their yeah right they're just telling you dates you already knew who they would be playing you also knew the sites of the games you know who's at home and which of the home games and which of the road games they give you some dates (laughs) right and then even this now you know the other thing they announce are the kickoff times but everything can be flexed just about (laughs) yeah and since you're such a fan of Internet rumors. Oh, please give me some. I knew I knew you had to have something. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it shows I have too much free time. <laughs> um, but I did see uh, someone from CBS Sports tweeted or something that um, he understands that Steelers Ravens is going to be Thanksgiving night. You see, if I'm ahead of a network or a schedule maker, that's just the layup for me every year. Like, oh, we need a big ratings boost, a holiday night. Uh, just put Steelers Ravens there, right? Like, it just—it's a killer. Yep. It's a killer matchup, even when the teams are kind of down, like they were last year in the down the stretch with the Steelers, you know, under 500 and the Ravens without Lamar. Yeah, it's a, it's going to be a it's going to be a bar brawl. Exactly. It is. It's it just is. Um, and if you know you like if you like football. You know, the way, you know, the blocking and tackling football, not the, you know, flag <laughs> uh, version. Um, Steelers-Ravens is, you can always count on that being uh, a game where, you know, the next day guys are taking Advil for the aches <laughs> and pains that they sustained the night before, the day before. Here's four things, too, that I, I've seen, you know, here's some internet not rumors, internet facts that I've looked at with the schedule release. <laughs> well, actually, we know that if it's on the internet, it is It a is fact. a fact, you're right. It is. Um, NFL will have a Black Friday game this year for the first time ever, so something to keep an eye on. There will be a game the day after Thanksgiving. Games don't necessarily belong to networks anymore. They're all free agents. I think that's pretty interesting. And then teams can be on Thursday Night Football twice now, Lab, so they're kind of expanding that Thursday Night Football rule. Yeah, and, you know, they're going to be flexing stuff, Yep. you know, again. Um, maybe not Thursday. You know, the owners are still, you know, um, dickering over that. But, you know, maybe uh, Monday, 
There's going to be the possibility late in the season of flexing teams in and out of Monday. Um, you know, and then the times, we all know about that. You know, you could be four, go to one. You can be four and go to 830. <laughs> right. You can be one, you know, whatever. So, yeah, it's um, it'll, it'll be a highly rated uh, television show. And, um, and again, as we said, it's really not a whole lot of news because you pretty much knew most of, um, you know, the, the particulars ahead of time. One, one last thing. Not all teams are guaranteed to have a primetime spot anymore, but I think they should amend that too. The Steelers are guaranteed to have a primetime spot. I promise you that the Pittsburgh Steelers will end up in primetime for at least a couple of their games in the schedule release. Well, the, um, the maximum is five. <laughs> they pretty much always um, and- touch that. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, I would imagine, you know, the Steelers have, have been at five for back as far as I can remember. Now, to be, to be fair about it, uh, they have been flexed out of some Sunday night games, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, in the previous couple of seasons. So the five, you know, may end up being four. But, yeah, I wouldn't imagine it, the Steelers will be on fewer than four <laughs> times prime time in, in the in the opening schedule and then we'll see what happens well let's get to this week's batch of questions and our first one comes from harley Farr from bowie maryland you have written that mason rudolph is an unrestricted free agent do the steelers still pay him quarterback question good job harley Get um, us back on track i love it uh okay the last time um mason rudolph got any any money from the steelers was a game check uh, for the 2022 regular season finale, uh, his, you know, I've mentioned this many times, his contract uh, with the team officially expired on March 15th, March 15th, which was the start of the new league year, you know, and since, you know, we kind of set a little bit of a tone with uh, internet rumors earlier, uh, Mason Rudolph being unsigned, there have been some, there has been some growing speculations that, that he and the Steelers might come together for the 2023 season, um, but that's unlikely in my mind. I believe that you know Rudolph will want to go somewhere where he would have a chance to be at least more than the number three quarterback. Uh, that's not going to happen in Pittsburgh. And also, you know, it it just seems to me reading the tea leaves that the Steelers have decided to move on because undrafted rookie quarterback Tanner Morgan who will be participating in rookie minicamp this weekend, will be wearing number two. A uh, number two was Mason's jersey. So if they're giving it away, assigning it to another quarterback, um, you know, to me, uh, that's a that's a sign. That's some Bruce Wayne-level sleuthing right there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Alfred. <laughs> Raymond Lehman from Magnolia, Delaware asks, after the draft, when is the first time the coaches get to see the players on the field? Well, I, I referred to this uh, in the previous answer to Harley's question about uh, Mason Rudolph. Uh, rookie minicamp is this weekend. It's three days, um, March 12th. 13th and 14th um and that's now when you when you say the players um this is only the rookies the draft picks you know that kind of stuff not everybody is eligible for this so um they'll see the they'll see all the rookies 
Um, and then, you know, other people, uh, try out some tryout guys, um, you know, that kind of thing that, um, I'm, uh, Hakeem Butler, the, the, the XFL, was the player, XFL yeah. player. Yeah. He, he will be there. Uh, I think he qualifies. Uh, and then after that, you know, there's OTAs that start, um, May 23rd is the first of the uh, Steelers or the allotted 10 OTAs that teams are allowed to have. Now, OTAs are also voluntary. So, you know, if you're looking for an entire group to be together, that may not happen at OTAs. Those are voluntary. Usually attendance is very good, but, you know, as I said, they're voluntary. So mandatory minicamp uh, starts June 13th. Uh, 13th, 14th, 15th, and that's when everybody, you know, has to show up unless you get an, you know, there's right, excuse, you know, excuse absences or I'm rehab. TJ Watt, or, I don't really need to come to this, you know. Yeah, well, that's an excused <laughs> absence. Of course. <laughs> yes. My excuse, I'm the greatest defensive player in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Todd Hammers from Bloomfield, Indiana. Do you know why a kickoff touchback is spotted on the 25-yard line and a punting touchback is spotted on the 20-yard line? Um, yeah, this is another one of those pesky uh, it's a rules <laughs> uh, answer. Um, kickoff touchbacks were put at the 25 some years ago because the league was extremely interested in reducing the number of kickoff-type plays because of the player safety uh, factor. Now... There was some talk uh, about making that also apply to punts uh, because, you know, again, I think that um, there is some belief that these kick plays um, put players more at risk. And so, you know, player safety again. Now, for the punts, you know, that um, proposal was not voted on, passed, or um, voted down at the owners' meetings in March. Now, it's kind of tabled. Sometimes they revisit these things. There's going to be another owners' meeting later this month in May. And a lot of times, you know, they'll, re, they'll re, uh, visit these things and maybe pass them then. But for right now, um, kickoffs, uh, touchbacks spotted on the 25, punting touchbacks spotted on the 20, uh, because that's the rule. Dave Kitlack from Eriksville, Ohio. Benny Snell is still unsigned. Is there any interest in trying to resign him? Okay, uh, Benny Snell to me is in the same situation as Mason Rudolph in this in this one factor. Another player didn't take his number, did they? <laughs> yeah, and I don't think this guy is really have much of a in danger of not <laughs> making the team because that's Joey Porter Jr. So. Um, you he know, might be a significant I, I, player this year, yes. Yeah, and so, you know, again, uh, and, and Joey Porter's junior's number, you know, when players um, pick numbers, some of them uh, have to get them approved by the league, and that's because the league wants to start making, uh, manufacturing these jerseys to sell them. So right. once the, the league starts selling them, then you can't change unless you want to pay. And, no, you know, that's just nobody wants to pay. So Joey Porter uh, is not only going to be given jersey number 24, but it's also been approved by the league. So those are going to start being manufactured if they haven't already. I don't know what the timetable is for that. 
And so, um, you know, I, I, I just believe that that means the Steelers have decided to move on from Benny Snell. Derek Lake from Webster, Florida asks, what do you think of the Keanu Neal signing? I know him personally, and while that makes me a little biased, I think he's a good, hard-hitting defender. The Steelers are high on character, and I think they got it right with this signing. Um, you know, the, the signing of Keanu Neal, um, to me, was part of the decision that the Steelers made to move on. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. From Terrell Edmonds, their former number one pick. Um, you know, and I don't know the, the specific particulars of the reason that they wanted to move on uh, from Terrell Edmonds. But, you know, the speculation is they were looking for more uh, splash plays uh, from a player in that position, um, you know, bang for the buck kind of thing. Now, to be fair, you know, Keon O'Neill is not a ball-hawking uh, defensive back either throughout his career. So it seems to me that neither one of those guys really checks off that box. But um, Keon O'Neill, uh, it's going to be interesting to me to see how he ends up, you know, fitting in or being utilized because, um, you know, he can be an in-the-box safety. He could be maybe a situational inside linebacker in coverage used uh, against tight ends, or, uh, yeah, against tight ends and running backs. Uh, because in 2021, Neal played 580 snaps for Dallas as the middle linebacker in their defense. So I think that this guy, you know, could be kind of a Swiss Army knife, uh, multiple position kind of guy. And, you know, I don't know that we're going to see how that plan is really taking shape until maybe the preseason uh, because, you know, NFL teams are notorious for wanting to keep their cards close to their vest uh, to try and, you know, keep as much of it under wraps as possible. JB Johnson from Bestrup, Texas asks, is Miles Killebrew still on the active roster? He seems to be a very comparable player to Keanu Neal, the recently signed unrestricted free agent. I thought when Killebrew got a chance to play, he accounted for himself pretty well. Um, okay, some housekeeping on Miles Kilbrew. Uh, he's under contract to the Steelers through the 2023 season. Uh, in 2023, this year, he's due a base salary of $2 million. Um, I got to disagree, though, with uh, JB's assessment of uh, Killebrew and uh, Neil being the similar kind of players because it's just not – that's. Just the facts just don't back it up. Uh, Miles Kilbrew will be 30 before the 2023 season starts. Um, he's only he only has seven and and seven regular season starts in his excuse me four regular season mm. starts in his seven NFL seasons. And you, when you look up the the respective playing times, uh, Killebrew has played more than three times as many special team snaps than he has defensive snaps during his career. Now, Neil is a former number one pick. He's going to be 28 at the start of the 2023 season. He started 61 of his 80 career NFL games. 
Now, Neal is primarily a defensive player because he played 4,244 defensive snaps um, and, and few special, few, much fewer special team snaps. He's been voted to one Pro Bowl. Um, you know, Kilbrew is a valuable special teams player. He can be a spot fill-in as a safety. But Keon O'Neal is a proven NFL starting safety with credible statistics. Those pesky facts—they always get in the way yeah, of a pretty good narrative. Sorry, huh? I I try and I try and keep those to a minimum. <laughs> Mike Palumbo from McMurray, Pennsylvania. When discussing a player's value on special teams, you always hear about tackles. But on the return teams, other than the returners, how do the Steelers evaluate a player's value? Are there any metrics besides numbers of holding and blocking in the back penalties? Okay, I, I guess I'm going to, without telling you my age, I'm going to tell you my age. <laughs> um, it's not always about metrics. You know, I'm sorry. <gasps> How dare it's you? Just, <laughs> um, you know, th- there's an art to scouting and identifying talent. And, you know, when you're talking about looking for the kinds of players that are going to be, you know, your core special teams guys, not returners, a lot of times it, 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 the, the scouts just have to grind. I mean, they get in a room at the call during their college uh, visit, and they're going through video, watching a lot of video. Then they, um, you know, talk to people, talk to coaches, talk to other people in the in the team's football office. You know, even the secretaries. How this person uh, interacts. Um, you know, is he is he always on time? Does he practice? Is he always complaining about minor injuries, that kind of stuff. Uh, and so, you know, these are the kinds of things that you have to do a lot of times to dig out these nuggets. And as I said, it's not always metrics, and um, there still is a place for, you know, nose to the grindstone, grinding, scouting work. And um, that's the way the guys that Mike is talking about usually are found. Tony Patrick from Poland, Ohio was wondering if the players are allowed to use the training facility year round. I have seen where Kenny Pickett and others went to Florida to train. If the players were to work out at the training facility, would the league consider that like OTAs? Um, You know, I don't know what the rules are to the specific where I could say that it's technically illegal um, to, to do what, Tony is describing in his question, uh, Kenny Pickett uh, getting together with some other veteran receivers, tight ends, you know, eligibles, as Mike Tomlin refers to them, and, and, you know, working out. But, you know, it's just not, it's not convenient. It's not real. Um, You know, Pittsburgh is in the Northeast. (laughs) And, you know, what we're talking about is, you know, the off-season program, phase one began on April 17th. So, when Pickett and those others weren't, went to Florida, that was before that. So you're talking about, you know, February in Pittsburgh, which <laughs> the, the weather is iffy. Um, you know, the facility wouldn't be empty because Pitt is having their spring practice. That's right. And so even though the teams have separate weight rooms and that stuff, the fields, you know, are um, not that Pitt is using the, the Steelers' grass fields, but they, they could be out there uh, practicing, which, you know, and Pitt, how many guys do they have? Oh, this yeah. is college. Okay, so there's that. Uh, the other thing is, if the weather is bad, 
and you want to take it to the indoor facility, well, Pitt's going to want to be in the indoor <laughs> facility because the weather's bad and they want to have their spring practice. And so it's just not uh, feasible. Um, and then you're bringing in uh, NFL players, uh, and a lot of them aren't from Pittsburgh. So it's not like they can go to their apartments. You know what I mean? And it's some some of them, they don't live full-time in Pittsburgh. And I, I don't know what the their situation is in terms of how they um, arrange housing for themselves. And so it's just, it, it's, it's just not feasible. I mean, it's, it, it, it would be easier probably to set something up off site, like in Florida. Um, and at least you could probably um, depend on the weather there better. And you might get more guys to say, okay, <laughs> to a February trip to Florida than a February trip to Pittsburgh. We should do this podcast from Florida next February. We should keep that little nugget under okay, our hat. You you set that up, and I'll be there. <laughs> you'll be there, right? <laughs> if I set everything yep. up, I prom- you promise me you'll jump on a plane and get there. <laughs> right, as long as you know it's not uh, in the Everglades where I could get <laughs> eaten by a python. <laughs> Carter Nielsen from Denison, Iowa asks, do you think the Glenn Thomas hire will improve our offense this coming season? Um, you know, that's certainly the idea. You know, Glenn Thomas, just to give you a little background on him, he's a veteran NFL and college coach. I mean, he coached at Arizona State, offensive coordinator, UNLV, uh, Baylor, Temple. Uh, in a couple of years when Temple, um, you know, had saw a um, significant um, improvement in their uh, record. Um, and he also has had seven seasons of NFL experience, primarily as the quarterback's coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Now, um, exactly what his role is going to be with the Steelers, you know, I don't know. You know, in titles, sometimes they really don't mean a whole lot. Uh, but one thing that I do feel confident in, you know, Mike Tomlin says this a lot, that he doesn't care where good ideas come from. So I think that Glenn Thomas was hired because there's some sense that he has some good ideas to contribute to the group. Uh, he will be heard. Uh, those ideas, uh, um, and then whether they're implemented and they work or not, uh, the results of all that will speak for itself. And our final question today comes from Jeremy Corbin from Dinas Palace, Wales. I have a question about onside kicks. In rugby, the kicker would usually kick the ball high with the aim of his teammates competing for the ball in the air. In American football, the onside kick is often kicked into the ground with a scramble to get the ball on the floor. Is there a rule that the ball has to hit the ground before the kicking team can touch it? Uh, No, but there is another rule that would prevent the kicking team from having any chance at uh, recovering the onside kick. Because if the ball is kicked into the air, a member of the receiving team can signal for a fair catch. Once that happens, then nobody from the kicking team can contact him or interfere with his ability to catch the ball in any way. That's a penalty, So, which would then award the ball to the receiving team. So if you're the kicking team and you want to have an, uh, a legitimate shot at trying to recover the onside kick, Kicking it in the air would make it just too easy for the receiving team, you know, to avoid a lot of the situations that scrambling for the ball and stuff that usually give the kicking team a chance to recover the ball. So that's why 
uh, the ball is bounced off the ground um, rather than kicked into the air like they might do in rugby. And you can always just treat it like the water boy. We all remember that famous scene as he's scanning to see which person looks scared to death and just kick it straight in their face mask. That's usually a good strategy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks, as always, for giving us a listen. We will be back again next week with some more questions. Get your questions into labs now, and maybe you'll hear them read on a future episode. For Bob Labriola, I'm Tom Opferman, and this has been another edition of Asked and Answered. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.